Hey everybody, welcome to Make My Day podcast. I'm Luke Capriti. I'm here with George and Winston. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good on a nice rainy day in, in Jersey here. Uh, got a lot of updates I'm, I'm excited to be sharing with you guys with uh, changing the whole mentality of how I'm doing business these days. So really excited to catch up. It's been a little while. How are you doing, Winston? I'm doing pretty good. I just trekked outside. I've got blue skies, partly cloudy. It's going to be a high of 74 today. So I think I'm going to go for a run this afternoon. Life is good. <laughs> Thank you for rubbing it in our face. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know these rainy days are definitely harder uh, to handle with the whole quarantine and whatnot. But, um, you know, at least hearing that Winston gets to have a good day, maybe that'll brighten her. Our days today, uh, not, not much for me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you at least have a shop to go out to. I can show you guys a picture later. It's gotten worse since the last time I've posted a video. There's a tile saw now in the middle of my little walkway to get out. I mean, it is not easy trying to make I'm stuff. I'm telling right you, now. Luke, you got to knock down whatever wall it is. <laughs> if there's a bedroom, a kitchen, a bathroom, knock it down, make it, make it one large garage. Adrian was actually talking about that. It wasn't me. She was like, See, you know she's what? She's great. <laughs> yeah, she was like, you should probably push this wall back, and that would give you almost twice as much space. I'm like, uh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> you <laughs> See, do that. Jump yeah. on it, man, as fast as you can. It, it took me, when I knocked down the wall, it probably took me um probably a month to like actually finish it because i was doing it like after work and and mm -hmm. everything but i remember we, we were trying to find all these solutions for a workshop and trying to get that workshop shed out in the back and and the township was just not approving anything so mm -hmm. I, I was at work with a bunch of my buddies and i was like ah oh, maybe we'll just knock down the wall to my bedroom they're like i'll take the rest of the day off if you want to go knock this down i'm like <laughs> all right uh, and then i texted michelle actually on the way to the house i'm like hey i know you were cool with this just let you know that the wall is going to be gone and everything so so that just started the whole like demolition project because everybody came and wanted to knock down the entire wall so so awesome. make sure you give us a call anytime you want to knock down a, a wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like that's something anyone would want to jump on like oh i get to use a sledgehammer and just wail it at something things and yeah. not have to care at all yeah it yeah. sounds fantastic <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I will keep you guys posted if that is uh, my path forward or not. At least not right now. There is so much stuff everywhere. Um, it'll, it won't happen for a few days at the minimum, probably more like a month or so, realistically. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, a month's not so bad, man. That's, yeah. That's not so bad at all. Yep. So. <laughs> so, so, Winston, how's your garage been? I've, I've been seeing you complaining a lot. <laughs> it's, it's rough, man. Um the problem was, um, once the whole quarantine thing started, um, I wanted to make sure I had enough projects and materials um, to, to sort of carry me through my um, work obligations. So I brought home like an extra router, I brought home like a big pack of material, and then once I got home I didn't have anywhere to put it. So it just went on my secondary workbench, which is the one closer to the garage door. So it's sort of like my staging area. But it was also my like working area. If I need to pull out like the the um, the miter saw or something, or something I need to set up in a wide open area, or like uh, just uh, clamp down a two by four and start sawing at it, that was my workstation for it. And now it's just covered in in all sorts of materials that I haven't um, found a place to put. Um, I also like got a big box from McMaster Car from for stuff like I was gonna try and do the thermoformed uh, face masks. Oh, nice. But um, like. Uh, 
with everything piling up, I just I didn't have time to get around to it. So I have a box of material for that, um, which means that's not going away unless I find a thermoforming project anytime soon. Um, so it's it's just a like I've got boxes on boxes on boxes um, with like random power cords and routers just thrown on top of it. Um, it's it's in a bad state, and I'm not sure how long it'll be before I sort of excavate that table and, and clean things up. Um, part of it's like, I know we talked about shop organization. <laughs> I just, I haven't gotten around to it because things have gotten so busy so fast. Um, this past week, um, I was ready to start working on a video for Carbide 3D. Um, just a simple little project, the epoxy Hawaii um, topographic pour that I did. Oh, um, and I was like, all right, it's Monday. I'm going to start uh, working on this video and then I get into work and my boss is like um, we're going to launch a new product next week and I need eight videos for this new software update that we're pushing um, as soon as possible <laughs> and so I was like well my entire video schedule just got thrown out the window and on top of this um, a couple weeks back I was approached by a company um, looking to sponsor a couple videos and they were like we need four videos, two in uh, May, two in June. And I was Whoa. like, okay, that's, that's, <laughs> I know my life is going to be kind of hell holding myself to a two week upload schedule, but you know what? I was going to make these things anyway. And to make a little money on top of that doesn't hurt, especially in times like this. So I was like, all right, uh, there'll probably be a couple late nights, but I will say yes. And so all of that on top of my workload from the day job is uh, suddenly making me reconsider everything. And yeah, with the uh, 12 videos and <laughs> that short of a time frame, that's, that's yeah, a lot. <laughs> the, the software videos that I have to do, they're, they're much shorter. It's just like there's a new version coming out and gotcha. they're like, hey, we need to show people how to do basic things. So like go through, show them how to import a model, whatever. Um, so that it shouldn't be that bad, but it's just like I need to put down everything uh, like put it push everything aside and start focusing on that and it's just uh it there's something about having like going into a week thinking like i've got everything under control <laughs> and then having that rug yanked out from under you um it, it just it throws you off a little bit and takes time to to recover uh, like do yeah. you ever get some some feeling like that just like oh like I'm, I've got everything under control. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> Just that, yeah. that feeling of defeat. Yeah, you've like prepped yourself and already from the start, it's like you're saying, I like that metaphor, you know, the rug's been pulled out from under you or somebody's just flipped the table after you put like the last piece of a Jenga tower on top. Or, you know, it's something <laughs> like that. That's a great description for it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, you've been so focused, it's your masterpiece and then boom, it's gone. Um, and I think we kind of talked about schedules in our last talk and that was something where you probably felt kind of proud about it. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to just bang out all this stuff. Yeah, you're, you're walking into this week with your head held high mm -hmm. and like, I'm going to wreck this work week and then <laughs> it wrecks you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, all that planning and prepping for nothing because um, it's not even as simple as, all right, it didn't work this week. I can just push the entire thing back. It's kind of like different things might have been in there that now won't happen or still need to happen. So, uh, yeah, I feel like that's been happening more and more, um, at least like how I was telling you guys about the bathroom project that's going on. It's been like one thing after another that, you know, every obstacle you're like, OK, you know, I know that I'm going to now give you the next path forward. 
and I'm going to have to hit another obstacle and give you another thing tomorrow or maybe even a couple hours from now. So, yeah, I mean, I can only imagine now you have a lot of added pressure on you. So, yeah, I don't know. That's got to be tough dealing with it. What about you, yeah. George? I mean, so I'm normally that that is normally the story of my life where it's like <laughs> I always try to do so many darn things at the same time. And I've just gotten used to that. Like, well, I'm just going to keep juggling as many freaking things as possible and I'll never get it done. And that's fine. That's, that's you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, I've been telling you guys, I've been kind of going back and reconsidering everything I do from a business standpoint. And I used to love, you, you know, they always used to say, um, you know, jack of all trades, master of none as a bad thing. And, and that's kind of been shifting around a lot. And I used to love that, that, you know, wow, you know, jack of all trades, that sounds awesome. But then I think I took that and I, I translated that into meaning I have to do all the things all of the time and just everything as much as possible. And I've completely just changed um, uh, my the, the way I go about getting things done. I, I'm, I'm focusing on still different variety of trades, but just focusing, you know, working on one product one day. If I don't get it done, that is the project I'm working on the next day until that project is done. And then, you know, maybe that pushes whatever I'm balancing the other projects with, but that one will be done. I won't have to think about the back of my mind like I always have been. Like that's, you know, that that's kind of done. So, so like I mentioned to you guys, I got the, the garage organization, you know, shelves done, just stayed and focused on doing that. I just did the floating shelves in my house. Um, I just, right before this, I was pouring um, the next, uh, silicone mold for my Iron Man epoxy. So, so I've been knocking stuff out, but focusing on those one things at a time, and it's really refreshing. I mean, I don't know what I've been doing with my life, to be honest. I, I it, it's th this whole new mindset of just, it, I don't feel like I'm, I'm taken away from trying to grow myself in all the different ways because I've been doing just cheap two by four woodworking. I've been working with the CNC, the Shapeoko. Um, um, I've been doing epoxy products, so, but now it's just, you know, uh, little, uh, or, or focused efforts on each one at a time. And it's been great. Been getting a lot of stuff done, feeling really good. Shops organized. I, I'm somehow I'm on the complete opposite end of where you guys are for once. And I'm, I'm knocking on wood. I'm hoping it doesn't go back. So I like where I am right now. <laughs> so now what about something like you're talking this epoxy project or the Iron Man masks where you're yeah. literally waiting for something to dry? Are you yes. going to take on another project or start something? Because that's kind of where I would always try to push in to add my or increase my efficiency that, mm -hmm. oh, you know what? I could start this other project now because I have to give it 24 hours or, you know, however much time to dry. So are you going to try to do that or yeah. are you still just focusing? So, so, so yes, and, and, and it can go either way. So. Um, I have two projects right now, I'm making um, a dog bowl uh, for uh, for Ruby, a holder for her food and her water. So it's like a like a fancy dog bowl. So we had to paint it and I actually poured epoxy for that. So that had to wait to dry. And then I hopped back to the Ironman and, and kind of focused on those two because those have some wait times that I'm balancing between, between the two of them. But um, that was also, I kind of started all of that before I started doing all this focusing stuff. So now what I might honestly do um, if I, if I didn't have, if I hadn't started the dog bowl holder, um, I'd probably pour the silicone for the Ironman mold and then I'd go to my computer and do video editing. 
because I know I have to do that anyways. That's that's a rolling task for everything, and I'm I'm way behind on that anyways. So while that's trying, focus on what I know actually has to get done from a computer standpoint, and and that way my focus is still really on that one project tasking wise. Um, mm-hmm. I think it'll work out. I won't be able to get. I say I won't be able to get as much done in a week, but but I that wasn't happening anyway, so I'm not I'm just not tricking fooling myself anymore, you know. Yeah. So and that's been we'll see how it works out. It's been working out. I got you know I got a whole bunch of projects done in the past week, and I'm feeling great. So I'm just gonna keep pushing forward. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I know for me, um, I had this dining or outdoor dining chair um, that I've been wanting to do, but. Like I've said, again, with this bathroom, I'm just going to keep blaming everything on that. But um, with that going on, they've put material up in the in the garage, and I literally can't get to it. It's wedged in so many different things. There's sheetrock lined up with insulation, this new tile saw, and there's something else. And it's all leaned up, and everything I have is now like far back underneath this <laughs> kind of teepee-like oh, structure. Wow. So, you know, I would have to move each of those things out of the way just to get to it. But there's really not that much room within the garage to now move those things. So that's where I was like, okay, I'll put that on hold and try to do a couple other things. But now it's, you know, tools are behind all that too. Um, so now I don't have access to it. So that's where I feel like my hands are tied. Um, and I I made like that scrap wood um what's it called skateboard the other day that was pretty cool (laughs) yeah it was was something that i've had now in my head for such a long time wanted to do it and i was able to yank the chops all out of there i've hidden that so that that's like i can grab it but i don't have anything else really accessible to me so i got to get creative with what can i do with just the chop saw and whatever material i guess i can kind of yank out from behind things but yeah I'm, i'm itching to get back in the garage to say the least but yeah, I, I thought that skateboard that was a really cool like <laughs> quick product that looked like that looked awesome honestly. yeah that, it that was like super quick too which how you were saying that you focused on one thing it's kind of funny that that was um spontaneous to say the least like i kind of was like i don't know what else i can really do okay i've wanted to do this i'm going to do it and i just focused for i think it was just about an hour like the wood was already cut essentially to size i just did a couple little details to it and I was done within maybe an hour or so. I wasn't riding it because then it was dark and stuff. But for the most part, I was able to bang it out really quickly. And it felt really great. <laughs> yeah, That's it really felt good. so good. But, you know, then I'm like, well, now what can I do in just an hour? I want to see if I can try to do more things like that. Because that pure focus on one project and then feeling the sense of accomplishment is kind of like, all right, task checked off the list. And like you said, you don't have to think about it anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I like that idea of trying to focus more. And I, I think that's pretty big, like that sense of accomplishment portion of it. Like it just, it keeps you motivated because when you have so many things on your task list that you're not getting done, I mean, it's just, it, it's almost draining on you because it feels like you, you're not accomplishing anything and, and almost as a sense of failure, right? Because you haven't actually completed anything yeah. and if that grows and grows and grows, it just weighs on you at a certain point. You know, I feel like that's what's going to happen with Winston. He's got 12 videos (laughs) on his shoulders and it's going to be all of this work. But then you're going to have a huge spike of I just accomplished 12 videos. Right. Um, I don't exactly know your schedule for that, but maybe you can stair step it so that it's, you know, accomplishment. Now I got to do another accomplishment and kind of, you know, staircase is what I'm saying. But 
I don't know. What do you think you're going to do? Um, I'm not sure. So the, the software videos, they're all basically sequential, so it's just walking you through a process. So I was hoping to just crush it all in a day, like after I use the software a bit, get comfortable with it, I can just jump in and just knock out all the videos, like have all the, like have in my head, like just, all right, these are the steps we're going to take, have all the bullet points ready, and just talk through it, do it live or something. Uh, those videos aren't as important. Um, the biggest thing for me right now is to sort of internalize what's okay to not accomplish. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things that are out of my hands right now. It's like, I don't have time to take on a new project, even though I, I'm kind of doing that. Um, <laughs> but like just all of the original plans I had for the week, I have to just sort of push them aside and be like, all right, this item's not getting done. This item's not getting done. And I have to be okay with that. And that for me has been always the hardest part because mm -hmm. when something new gets added to my, my mental like to-do list, I just think, all right, I'm going to do this, but I also have this and this from like originally. And I usually don't push them off. Like in my head, I still want to get them done. And the only thing that ends up happening is I get none of it done and I feel terrible. Um, so I have to sort of just tell myself it's okay to, to push aside those other tasks. Like they're still important to me, but it's okay to not get them done this week. And once I, I'm okay with that, the week becomes a lot less stressful. Uh, so just being able to, to just push them aside and, and just let them go for a little while is is something I've always been working on. Like that's for me when I first started doing YouTube and still working like the the Navair day job, it was always that back and forth. Like that was what was uh, like eating away at me. Like I'd have these ambitions to knock out a video this week and I just it wouldn't happen. And the entire time as I went into the following week, I was just thinking I'm behind, I'm behind, I'm behind on all these things and it it like it honestly is a terrible feeling. Um, so like I need to get it, be okay with just, uh, allowing certain parts of my schedule to slip or just rearranging my schedule, um, uh, and focusing on one thing at a time. Um, and to what you guys were saying earlier about just focusing on a project, I did have a project where like I could sort of just use it as therapy. Um, I think last week I made a little circuit board to control the lights on my shape Oko and... For me, like, I don't really like electronics design stuff, but um, it is something where if I think through it, I can uh, work out the concepts, connect the circuits the right way. So I made a little uh, PCB, and I just I spent an afternoon just soldering together components and, and thinking through it, um, filming a little bit off to the side, but not like the whole like several hours of process just because who wants to watch me solder? Uh, but just take a couple shots at the beginning, a couple shots in the middle, a couple shots at the end. But for the most part, I was just completely zoned into uh, what I was doing. Um, that, like, I miss that feeling. I haven't had a project I could just invest myself 100% mentally into. And that was, it was a really nice, refreshing change of pace for me. Oh, man, that speaks so much to me. Because that's <laughs> kind of like what I was feeling is that where you could go out into the garage and just focus right where yeah you're a hundred percent invested in that um definitely is a great feeling that's probably why we like doing the whole diy stuff or you know making things is that normally when you get a project on your hands that's your project um or like you know your your baby that's like oh, i've been thinking about this i really want to do it then um you're kind of like seeing it come to fruition and 
you're able to do everything you wanted and really focus on that, that nothing else kind of matters at that moment. But then it's this thing that you're balancing um, where, oh, wait, I do have these other obligations that I need to get done. So you're, you're always like, I have to have obligations, but at the same time, I don't want to have too many of them. It's like, how do you, you know, how do you always balance that? I feel like that's probably a question for, um, you know, people who are out there doing this a hundred percent, you know, just like full time, right. Maker, no other, yeah. Like no other ties to things. Well, Winston, when you mentioned that you push stuff off, is that, are you pushing off like maker stuff or like things in your personal life or it's it's kind of a little of both um because like i did have a plan for a video for carbide 3d to come out this past week and it just it didn't happen um and the the new tasks that i got they're probably not going to be done until next week so if i can't just push back the original video one week i gotta push it back two weeks now um and then uh there's the other priority of that video for the sponsor is due at the end of may uh, so this weekend, I've got to work on the videos for Carbide and my personal video, which I've got to get out. I told my sponsor, like, I'd try and have a draft together by Sunday. Um, and right now I'm currently working, like, I'm actually staring right now at the Google Docs that's open on my browser of the the dialogue that I need to, to um, record. It, it's about half done. Um, so I have to, like, seriously prioritize, like, what has to get done like what's the first priority what's the second priority those are the only two priorities for this weekend um and then like at the same time like i also want to reserve a little bit of margin so like on thursday like i had a couple friends who were like hey let's just hang out like on on discord or uh, skype or something and i was like yeah all right i'll do that or like hey let's like play a video game or something online together uh so trying to do all of this yeah but at the same time, like, especially, I think it's extra important in a pandemic to to set aside some time to, like, be digitally social. Because um, what else do you have? Like, you, you have to, like, we work to make a living for ourselves, to enjoy a good quality of life. What good is, is our hustle if we can't set aside some time to actually enjoy our lives? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to just keep everything in perspective and and stay upbeat even though my schedule is collapsing all around me <laughs> uh you're, you're everything you said works i mean that that's exactly how i feel all the time i mean so so along with all of the hard work we're doing you know we got the full-time job the side job i really make it a point um you know if a friend wants to play video games for an hour or what now i'm gonna play it and i feel almost refreshed because it is a break you get to catch up with people and just like you said, why, why do we work so hard if you're not trying to enjoy your life? And maybe you just like to work hard and don't want any friends. And that that's great. You know, <laughs> you, you can push forward that type of lifestyle. But but I feel, um, you know, the exact way you do, Winston, with that, where, you know, everything I do, I'm trying to do it so that I could, um, you know, feel accomplished and actually have fun or, or some type of good lifestyle. And, and that also goes both ways in that the reason I like to make stuff is to make more unique stuff that maybe it's a gift to a friend or a family and it's something more meaningful at the end of the day. So it kind of goes both ways why we kind of work so hard. You get to actually make something with your hands that 
is appreciated. Now, now I have those floating shelves in my kitchen. And every time I see them, I'm like, wow, absolutely love them. That's great. That's a part of the house that, you know, if we ever sell the house down the road, like whoever comes and sees it, those are like built into to the wall. Now it's like, cool. It's like, like something, something I made and I'll, I'll remember. Um, so, so definitely, you know, in complete agreement with everything you're saying there, Winston. So I wanted to, I wanted to actually, uh, shift a little bit and ask, uh, and ask Luke about mm-hmm. your Glowforge. Cause, cause this has been the week of new toys for me where, um, I, I, I had sponsor, I had, a. I didn't done a Kickstarter probably about two years ago now, which is how all these Kickstarters go. Um, for uh, I don't know, have you guys heard of the M three D Crane Quad three D printer? That's one heck of a name. I was thinking no. the same thing, man. <laughs> so so M three D is the company, and I think their their line of three D printers are called Crane and Quad. Means uh, there's a single duo and quad, which are the number of heads on top of the printer, Whoa. and it's when they when i first saw this i was like this can't be real like it can't actually exist but i did a lot of research and what it is is it's four different printer heads um and the idea is you use the four different colors uh the cmy b1 those four colors that can be used to create anything and it infuses them in the middle so they're melting at the the right feed rates so it's actually forming the color you want for your 3d print as it's printing and I was like, no, nah, that can't be real. And after, you know, they, they, they had they had done some, I guess, beta launches with some people and they showed it live printing like a colorful butterfly from one nozzle and, and it came out amazing. So that finally showed up. It's been two years. I have that thing sitting in a box. I got to get it set up. And I have a lot of really cool ideas because now 3D printing won't be as much of a prototyping. Um, uh, it could actually be something that's like visually uh, appealing and ready to go right out of the print. You don't have to really touch up or paint things if you can make any color you want with your designs. So I have some some cool ideas um, that I have for that. So hopefully I'll be able to share that with everybody soon. And then um, the whole idea with, with trying to step up my business and, and focusing on the business, I decided to sell my drone. I had the DJI Mavic Pro drone for... The, the second one uh, for probably a year and a half or two years. I don't know when it came out. I bought it pretty much right when it came out. I don't think I was engaged even at that point or married. And, and I was like, all right, this is going to be one of those like pre-marriage expenses. Like, let me like get it out of my system. <laughs> and I must have flown that thing maybe three times in two years. So I was like, you know, I was like, man, I really love my toys. I love having like the cool new tech gear. But, you know, this is just kind of wasted space. So I sold that. And I said, all right, I'm going to start selling everything I have here that I even haven't used in like the past year because my priorities have changed and start to focus and take that money and invest in building up my business. And that's why I was reaching out to you guys. I've been reaching out to both of you about, um, you know, which laser cutter I should get. And I've been focusing on the Glowforge mainly because for this one, I think I do want to plug in, uh, you know, right out of the box, plug and play type of solution. Um, and, And, you know, there's a lot of a little bit less expensive, higher capability things out there. But I've actually personally invested in like a, a, um, a laser cutter in the past that the company pushed um, a software update that pretty much rendered the machine completely useless. Um, they didn't actually have old software available on their website and they just like stopped answering all the emails to everybody. So it was like a piece of $500 piece of gear 
And because the company just, I don't know what their motivation was. I don't know if they were coming out with a new one afterwards and that was like their tactic. Um, but either way, um, so, so, you know, I wanted to start paying good money behind a good company that's working for a lot of people. And that's why um, I actually just ordered it. <laughs> I ordered it uh, this morning, I think at like 3 a.m. when I was like, I was doing all this research. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's, it's time. I'm, pull, I'm pulling the plug. I'm doing it. And I, I bought I bought the Glowforge Plus. So that's one thing I was, mm-hmm. was going to talk to you about because there's the, there's the basic, the plus, and the pro. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, I was like, oh, if I'm going to get the Glowforge, I'm going to get the, the pro. I want, I want that, that pass-through slot. Um, and then I go back and look at the details and the pass-through slot is mm-hmm. a quarter of an inch or smaller or something like that. And it's I'm like, like, what are you passing through? What are you passing through this? Yeah, exactly. That's that long and that <laughs> thin. Like it's going to be like a flimsy piece of paper that you're pretty much pushing through. It, exactly. You know, it, yeah. So, so not worth it at all. But then I was like, all right, so, so, so what would I want the pass-through slot for? And, you know, maybe I'll get into making some signs for some friends or something. And I saw on one of the Glowforge forums on Facebook, somebody just posted, and it's it's really smart, honestly. I, I don't know why I didn't think about it. She has a Glowforge basic and printed, like, uh, she cut, like, a 50-inch sign. And mm-hmm. what she did was, uh, this is pretty smart. So she she cut two of the same signs, right? And mm-hmm. she, she angled the cuts. She, like, cut them into three pieces, those two signs, but at different locations, so that she she was able to cut them within her Glowforge. She had six pieces at the end of it. And those pieces um, were cut at different locations. And I'm not doing a good job of describing this. I'll, I'll send you guys a link and probably post it in the show notes. Um, but what would happen is she used one as the backside. And those had two cuts that would be visible. So she was hiding those. And then she overlaid the other cuts on top. So that it was reinforced. And there was no one spot where the cut went through the the two piece at the same location so it was actually a strong sign at the end of the day glued it all together and it was it was perfect it was really smart she so she made it work with just that cutting size so i was like all right that works great i can i can i can get the basic now but then i was thinking to myself well these guys came out with the plus for some reason right the 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 basic was uh from what i understand the same version of what they kickstarted with and i'm like so they probably had some feedback um and I'm sure they had a bunch of inventory for the basic and it's still lower cost. So a lot of people are buying it, but they must realize something might happen over time or it can't be run over a long time or somebody was complaining enough for them to upgrade it and sell this plus version, right? It's five Watts more of laser, which I was like, all right, that's not really worth a thousand bucks, but that that's there. And then, um, I think they said they enhanced the cooling. I'm not too sure what, what it is, but I was like, I'm just going to invest in it because of that fact alone that I think there was probably something that they in- improved upon that's not like widely shared and it's a little bit of a gamble um but I was like yeah I'll I'll get the I'll get the plus um and so should be coming hopefully in about I think a week <laughs> we'll find oh, out. Man. So new Glowforge owner then, right? New Glowforge owner. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm pretty sure I got the basic when I ordered it. And that was because um, I was talking to Ed about it, who was the biggest salesman. Like, he oh, yeah. should He's be hired salesman. by Glowforge. <laughs> Glowforge they should had hire a, him. <laughs> oh, yeah. A ridiculous amount of sales just through him. So, um, yeah, I know he was pushing for it. But the way that we both thought about it was kind of like, 
hey, if I can get this and just do a couple of projects with it, I've kind of paid for it in a sense, right? Whether it be signs or like for me, I was like, oh, people like cutting boards and I can engrave it and customize it however they want. That'll be easy. Um, so like I would think about that, but I couldn't think of any more use cases really for it because now that space is so limited. And the <laughs> other big thing is the thickness, right? The There's, thickness, yeah. yeah, that was something that kept bothering me. But luckily, Ed had found something on the forum, which their forum, like their Glowforge community is awesome. Yeah, people share so much stuff in there. And um, I mean, people are really smart. Like they've come up with a whole bunch of different jigs for doing all sorts of things. But anyway, um, one of the coolest tricks I found was that you can remove the bed that like it's a separate part. You just easily slide it out, remove the bed, and you get about um, like one and three-eighths of an inch extra thickness. So now you can put in something that's almost um, one and seven-eighths inches thick. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you really improve like how much depth. Now, I'm sure that goes against the warranty and things <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. But if, if that's what you're going to be putting in there, things that are thicker than the half inch they say, um, and you can make money off of it, or you can make some really cool things that you like, then so be it, you know, void the warranty, because it's always hard to deal with that anyway. But yeah, yeah there's I mean, a lot of tricks like that, that I mean, I'll try to teach them if you have any, you know, questions, or whatever. I'll, I'll be but reaching out. that was the me. biggest tip for sure. Um, once I heard that, I thought it was awesome. Like that, I'm pretty sure is when Ed told me that, I realized, okay, now I can, you know, really use it for things. I'm going to try it. I mean, honestly, the one thing I, I, I just had to come to accept um, that I don't think I can make with the Glowforge is um, laser etching straight onto um, a, a glass, like a whiskey glass or um, like a, co a to-go coffee, an anodized coffee mug or something. Mm -hmm. You can do an anodized uh, flask. I saw people do that. That's cool. Um so, so, you know, I can make the mask with it. I could have made the mask with anything really at that point. So, so that's kind of crossed off the list. Um, but, you know, before I do buy any of these purchases, I always plan out how will I make money with it beforehand and make sure that I have a plan to actually make the money, track that, make sure it's actually working out. Or maybe I'll have to sell it like I did the drone down the road if it's actually not, um, you know, proving worthwhile for the business. So, you know, um, one thing that was really big uh, in December was ornaments. Um, mm -hmm. And I was so limited with my current, you know, crappy little laser I got behind me in what I could actually, um, what type of ornaments I could make. And I was mentioning, I think I was mentioning it to Winston. I don't know if I mentioned it to you guys in the last podcast, but um, we got a military family friend in Japan who's uh, reached out to me for doing hundreds of orders for their squadrons uh christmas party for ornaments i'm like oh this is great and it was also like an inspiration to step up my game so i could do the justice of making great ornaments for them um as well as now i could you know it's the capability i've been looking at for a while i mean i, I probably talked to you guys about glowforge and laser upgrades for more than a year at this point so i you know i think i waited my my due diligence of it and and i think i've come to the point where um hopefully i'll, I'll make enough money and worthwhile content off of it um to you know, to, to make it worthwhile. And I, I think, I think I will, um, yeah. you know, this was completely not sponsored by Glowforge at all. And <laughs> I, I honestly think Glowforge is not the answer for a lot of people out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it, it, it was tough for me to really, to come to say, okay, the, you know, th this will do everything I need versus 
one of the other machines out there. So, you know, everybody take it as you will, do your own research, figure out what you actually want to make at the end of the day. Um, I think the biggest thing you said, yeah, George, um, for the Glowforge is the plug and play feature. It's the iPhone equivalent of laser engravers, right? Like if you just want something to engrave pieces of wood, um, leather, you know, you can do sleet and tile, certain tiles, right? Like go ahead and grab that because you can pretty much just plug and play. It's one button or no, two buttons, the power button and then the laser button. Mm -hmm. And that's really it. So it's super simple to use. That was one of my um, things that concerned me that, oh, cool. I'm a mechanical engineer, but I've never worked with lasers before. It sounds so complicated. Um, you know, and then they had that cool commercial video with the, you know, mom, daughter, and um, husband yes, all I saw like, that super last easily night. doing it. Like, nah, in their they kitchen. Probably, the, yeah, the dad's yeah, like making his the... kitchen, the daughter comes up, he like pushes her out of the way, he's like making it. So I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like, that... <laughs> I'm not putting this thing in the kitchen. That's Trust funny. me, once you hear it, it sounds like there's a jet taking off in your living room or wherever you're going to put it. It's very, very loud. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there's all that little stuff to worry about or think about. But yeah, I just kept thinking, oh, this is going to be really hard. And again, once I realized it's not, um, that's where, yeah, I'm starting to see the Glowforge is for um, kind of like anybody can use it. But the features that I wish something, you know, like the Glowforge had was you could place it on top of a table or some other larger object or thicker object and the bottom would be removable so that it could just engrave on top of there. Because I think that would be neat for, say, furniture makers. Instead Mm -hmm. of having to brand whatever your logo is, um, the established date or any of that, you could put something custom. It could be your logo. It could be a message to the person that you're making or whatever. And it could be a custom message placed underneath or somewhere on this piece of furniture. Whereas that's tougher to do you would have to think through how are you going to incorporate in there if they even want something like that but i know for me like making furniture for my house i think it would be kind of fun to be able to um, write messages in different spots or um, put the logo underneath the you know in the middle of the table and i don't want to get a branding iron just yet because i don't have a logo like i i like my logo for the most part but it's also oh, I a love thing your where... logo. I love your logo. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But um, it's also something where, you know, what about um, every logo seems to slightly change as it goes on. I'm going to have to get a new branding iron all the time just to change it every, it's, you know. Don't, don't worry about that, Luke. Buy Shapoko, okay? Winston <laughs> can sell you completely. Up. And then make your, because I, I, my sister actually got me a branding iron for uh, Christmas or my birthday, I think, one time. I think it's good. Um, but I kind of want to go back and Winston has a tutorial out there for, for making what shape with the shape Oko. And I'm like, yep. I kind of want to do that. And I kind of want to make more than just my logo, like maybe just MBF words and stamp things like that. And yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's, that's something I know I, I want to do more than that. Yeah. You got to yeah. CNC, man. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, I know, I know, um, what is it? The X carve or something is I shouldn't do that. Or, <laughs> I get it. Not that, you know, we're being sponsored by, no uh, comment. <laughs> no comment. but, um, yes, that was something where I do want to get a CNC. I, I think that would be my next tool, um, that I want to get like a bigger purchase. Yeah. It's just like I've been complaining about is I need to figure out a layout that I'll be using all of this. You know, where is the Glowforge going? Where would the CNC go? And then the other tools laid out. So I think for me, that's my due diligence that I need to do. I've wanted yeah. the CNC to be able 
and also do like metal parts too, I think would be nice. Obviously, if I were doing some sort of branding iron, I'd need you know metal, but it is one of those things where I don't want to just be a woodworker. I like that jack of all trades thing that you were talking about earlier in the show. Um, I do think that that would be fun to try to invest some of my time in. Uh, but yeah, it's now I gotta I gotta figure out the layout before I really go and just buy something that that would just stack on top of me and weigh me down as to, oh God, now I have my yeah. boxes on boxes on boxes. Um, how am I going to move forward and start projects? And I mean, you gotta, I mean, you don't want to have them obviously near each, other, near each other because obviously you don't want wood particles getting inside of the Glowforge with the laser mm-hmm. and the, the, the Glowforge, you need to have the fumes going out, you know, you gotta extract those out there so uh, there's a lot of considerations right yeah so now have you figured out where you're going to put the glow forge and did you get the filtration system or are you just venting it out the window i I did not buy the thousand dollar filtration system that they sell (laughs) that Mm -hmm. you can get for you know i've seen very good alternatives for a hundred or so dollars now what i'm going to do at least in the beginning is i'm actually going to put it you know this is like my office, I guess. So I don't sleep here. Um, and I have the window. Um, so not only do I need to fil- um, uh, filter out the air for the Glowforge, I need to for this new 3D printer I got also, because um, I'm pretty convinced that it does ABS really well. Um, so I got to build a little enclosure for that. So I'm, my, my goal is to have all of that being able to extract the fumes in that one location. I would love, 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 love to put this into workshop, but I, uh, it, I don't have um, the my dust filter up to par yet, and all the I can't even imagine having dust particles all over the 3D printer and the Glowforge, and it, it would just be a mess. So I'm gonna have it up here in my room. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna you know use some pretty strong exhaust fans. The the Glowforge they say they actually upgraded. I believe well we'll see what it looks like. They upgraded um, their own um, dust fume uh, the dust extractor, so it just blows it out the window. Um, but I'm gonna have um, like, um, um, you know, something at the window, pulling it out as well. And we'll see how that works. Um, and then I might just upgrade to whatever I need to actually suck it all out. And, and um, uh, for, for, and something that I can interchange between the Glowforge and the 3d printer would be ideal. Or if it just, you know, two and one to, to both of them, that that's, that's the original goal. Um, I just want to keep it away from the, from the wood shop for now. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how that falls. I, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I, I would recommend, I guess, putting it in the house because also, you know, any of the electronics, I don't know how um, weatherproof they are for how cold it'll get in your garage in the winter, how hot and point. humid it'll get. That could really mess with the lens, too. That's probably the biggest thing, um, you know, for focusing the laser. You don't want it to get, um, you know, fogged up or any of that stuff. So I'd put it out in my garage for one or two days. Um, I never left it out there. I only brought it out to do the engraving and then I brought it back inside. But that was because I didn't have the exhaust hose anymore. I'd thrown it out when we were moving because I think I saw a little hole in it and I told Mm -hmm. myself I would just buy one. But when I was engraving, like buy one next time I got, you know, set up and doing, you know, making stuff again. Um, (laughs) I think when I had those engraving um, jobs, it was at a time where I was more nervous to leave the house. So I was saying, I'm not going to go to Home Depot. I don't want to take the one off of the dryer right now. Um, it's kind of hard to get to. And 
where it goes in the house. It just went on a work. So I, I figured the only way I can do this is if it is outside. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so I brought it outside and it's not too bad to carry by yourself. It's very awkward um, because it's bulky, but it's yeah. not that heavy. Um, with two people, it's a no brainer. Like you gotcha. and you, you would be able to move it very easily wherever you needed to. But again, it's not something you want to be doing by any yeah. means. Yeah. Um, no, so, I'll try to get it all set up in, in, in my room here and hopefully mm-hmm. I won't have to move it. I mean, I've I've smoked up this room pretty bad by accident with the blue light laser I got behind me. <laughs> and, and, and kind of to your point, I'm not getting rid of that thing because it is the type of laser you can pop on a piece of furniture and still like do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep it as, as a backup um, for, for whenever those scenarios come up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys actually, cause, um, with, with all of this, I was doing a lot of research just to figure out what is going to be my next line of products or, or, um, you know, kind of making money off of all of these different, um, tools I have and the forums have been great. You can see how other people are successful. Um, but I don't want to, you know, be duplicating what other people are doing. Um, I want it to be unique, but also there's a certain level of being unique, but still somehow finding what the mask community of customers actually want out there. I mean, there's a reason I haven't gotten to making a signed letters business because everybody's doing signed letters. There's there. And you know, if those things snap when they're shipping, I mean, I sent it to a friend, Winston, you know, this, and it actually snapped in, in a small part when I sent it to them. So I just resent them another one. I'm like, well, this is a freaking pain. It was hard to get the box to do it. It was hard to ship it out. So I'm trying to find inspiration on what are like the product products I want to create within maker's best friend uh, to show on whatever my shop is. And I have some ideas, but I just wanted to figure out how do you guys go about that type of process normally? Like, like Winston, you've done, um, those shuttle bottle caps. I mean, that was a really cool idea. I still have that in my garage every time I want to open up a beer in there when I'm doing woodwork. And I thought that was, that was awesome. So what do you guys use for inspiration to, to get to those ideas? Winston, you want to go? Um, sure, but I don't have a good answer for it. Um, <laughs> because I don't really need what I make to be a commercial success from a selling perspective, because my product is primarily content. True. Um, so at the end of the day, I sort of look at, uh, what would be cool? Um, I ask myself, it, it's, there's a line in Portal, um, the, the video game. It's not about why, it's about why not. And, like when I see something and I think, oh, that would be cool. Um, if it interests me, then it's worth doing. Um, and if it's something that other people would find interesting to just follow along on that journey for, um, a like that's that's all it takes to make a video. Like when people watch something on YouTube, they're not looking for, oh, would I necessarily make that myself or buy that myself? Um, so there's yeah, that. Sure. And then like sometimes it works out. Like if they look at it and they're like, oh, that's really cool. Like I want that. Uh, then you can actually maybe sell it and your video becomes your marketing tool. Um, but I, I don't necessarily hmm. try to like uh, use selling it as the end goal. Like that's not my metric for whether or not I decide to take on a project. Well, I mean, think about it from your, you know, you, you said yours is from a media standpoint and I'm guessing one of your metrics of successes, like your customers sold are like your amount of views and subscribers, right? 
So, totally. so what inspired you to make the ultimate MacBook cheese grater uh, project? <laughs> You know, and I, I love bringing it up because I know how much you hate <laughs> how successful <laughs> that video was for you. But so, so what made you think, oh, I should redesign this for fun and it literally will go nowhere, but give me a soap dish or a cheese grater. Like what, what made that happen? So that project, I might actually resurrect it and make a version two, <laughs> oh, <nice>. but <laughs> ignoring that, um, what struck me most about that was um, I just thought it would be cool to make. And then I saw someone else like put their spin on it. And what really ate away at me was I thought I could do better. Um, and so just um, that project was purely driven by an interest in the technical aspect of the machining. Um, so I was just like, oh, that's like, I think I can do that. Why don't I do that? Let me challenge myself to actually make that a reality. And there's another project that I want to do, which is uh, to machine like a little copper heat sink that you might, um, I think I might try and make it for like the Raspberry Pi, um, like a copper water block. So if you want to overclock your Raspberry Pi or something, you can just mount this this block to it. Hmm. But that was, that idea was driven by uh, Linus Tech Tips. Like he had a video where he's like, oh, we're going to make a water cooling block for something. And he, he machined it in a way that was just like, it made me cringe inside. And I was like, I have to do better. And so it's just that that motivation, that thing that's eating away at my brain, that's what I redirect into my energy for a project. Um, so that's where that came from. It had nothing to do with like, oh, I think this will do really well on the internet. It's just, I really want to make it. Oh, that's a great, I mean, that's that's all. Awesome. And, and I think you can see that with a lot of your work, like even with the the mask, right? You wanted to make uh, that, that molded mask form because it yeah. would be way faster and better than a lot of people are doing out there it was it was a way to address like just something that i've been mulling over in my head because uh i think for a lot of us makers like we spend a lot of time uh just like thinking about it and and like planning stuff out in our head but we will iterate in our heads indefinitely and for the like i don't it's a problem for me I will just like sit in front of my computer in Fusion, like trying to optimize stuff, tweaking designs and thinking like, oh, how could I do better? And at the end of the day, the way you get to like the fastest way to improve is to just like just close your MacBook, go into the garage, make it. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that physical product, you can be like, all right, this met my expectations or this is what I would change in the future. Instead of just sitting on an idea and debating endlessly, like, oh, could I have done that? No, just just do it. Um, get it out of your system and then go from there. Maybe at the end, like once you make it, you'll be like, all right, that itch has been satisfied. Or maybe after you make it, you're, you realize like when I was making the knife thing, wow, this craft goes really deep. Like I, I want to make a second one or change this or that. And once you have that foundation of having done it the first time, everything else like the second iteration becomes so much faster going off of that there um is something that glowforge ceo he was pushing for all glowforge owners to make and it was those um i forget what they're called ear, savers, ear savers. Right? Yeah, yeah that was a huge thing and i saw that and i felt bad like myself being a glowforge owner it's like this is the least i could do but i didn't have any material you were supposed mm. to use acrylic for it so um you know with the wood the little tongues uh, or tabs could pop off so you know i was disappointed i wasn't able to make any of those but i kept thinking in my head kind of like what you said winston i'm pretty sure i could make that better because if it takes a whole minute to print one of those out what if you could 
print one out in 30 seconds mm-hmm. or what about all the people who have um you know a drill bit or a drill driver and um you know a quarter inch drill bit at their house is there a way that you could make something so simple that you don't need a laser engraver sure you could put it on the glowforge and it could pop out a couple holes for you while you're also making a set and i went out into the garage because i had been thinking about it in my head iterating different solutions and it kept seeming like it was going to work so i was like okay all i need is just a small little um you know scrap piece of wood and drill a few holes in there maybe like five or six holes about a half inch to an inch apart and what i my idea was was to feed the um the strings you would feed them through the holes and wrap it around itself um i can show you guys a video i like i'll remake one and long story short it didn't really work it didn't work (laughs) as well as i wanted and so i had this idea in my head for a long time it was eating away at me but until i went out in the garage i made one and then i tested it i was able to kind of see like oh you know what i should have done that from the start really like with any of those kinds of ideas just go do it you know close your macbook or whatever i had fusion open for a little bit and then it's like (laughs) wait there's no reason to be modeling this just go out there and make it but yes like i said long story short it didn't work out at least as well as i wanted it to Mm -hmm. and i could start to see why there were certain um design features within the ear saver they had um but there were still a couple things like they had thank you made by Glowforge, like that BS on the back that uh, I was like, come on now, don't push your product. Oh, like yeah, this is of course. You know, the point of it <laughs> is to save ears, not to sell Glowforges, right? So <laughs> just make the ear saver and save all the time you can. Um, but yeah, like that then also bummed me out though that my you know grand idea in my head didn't work out. But as you're saying, Winston, and it's like kind of in my head inspiring me, I should go out there and see if I could make something that does work. Is that like that version two? You know, if you make one and it doesn't work, it it can either, you know, um, scratch that itch that, okay, I don't need to go down that path anymore. Or it could now see or show you the problem with your first iteration. And then you have that chance to make it a second time and improve it. So again, like just doing it, um, opens your eyes to things that your brain wasn't able to iterate through. Um, so I do like that idea of just go do it. You know, that's a good way of kind of inspiring yourself. Um, yeah. yeah. That that output of having the, like, the answer of what would I do differently, that alone is is valuable output from a project. So if you can walk away with that, like, you've learned something. That is valuable. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but to go back to your question that you had, George, about what inspires you, I know for me, I was looking at the whole business perspective, how you were, instead of, um, you know, how Winston is more content based. Uh, I think I would look to my sister and my wife a lot to say, what do you like to look at on Pinterest? Mm-hmm. What do you wish would go up on that shelf during Christmas time, um, around spring or summertime, um, around Halloween? Like, I would pick essentially holidays or things that I know people decorate for. So it was, like I said, those holidays, um, birthdays or other celebrations like that. And so what looks cute on Pinterest and then what is something that is meaningful? So um, that would help me like create products, but I didn't get the fulfillment that we've kind of talked about or touched on in a couple of our episodes. 
And so that's where a lot of that has died off. A couple of the products, like the cutting boards that have somebody's handwritten ingredients yeah. and recipe, like I really like that board. I've never made one for myself, but I like the idea of it. Um, it's something that's somewhat unique, and it actually uses the features of the Glowforge that you can scan in an image and you can engrave it you know, what, on whatever material you want. So I, I do like that product a lot. Um, but like the other ones where it's just somebody's name in the corner of a cutting board, it's that um, Etsy copycat feature that I, I want to kind of get away from. And I want to yeah. be more of a, oh, that's a Capriti creation there. And for me, it's more like kind of trying to filter out. I know I can make a bunch of different things, but filter out the things that I feel are, you know, off the shelf and try to now find stuff more like what Winston's saying. Does it interest me? Does it kind of like make me think, oh, I want to make something like that or I could one up it or I bet if you do it this way or that way, it's easier, quicker. I I'm trying to look at things more of a challenge now um, and that's where I'm getting inspiration from along with what do we need in our house? You know, looking around, what furniture do we need? And I want to first start with my projects before I really get back out um, purely selling to people. So, yeah. I guess that answers your question. No, that really does. I mean, I, I like that a lot. I've been, I've just been mulling over everything really and, and trying to figure out, uh, I'm never going to stop making all my fun, like the epoxy Iron Man. I'm so excited for how this is hopefully coming out now that I had to tear apart the wooden Iron Man me and Winston made to, to make the right form. But I, your, your wall's looking a little uh, empty right now. <laughs> but it's okay because that, that was the Mark I, right? We were, we were always making another Mark for it. So so I was like, I, I couldn't do something with the software that I could do with the piece of wood right behind me. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it this way. And it's it's actually proven way easier already. But so, so the, I'll never stop with those. But something I've been really wanting to get into um is selling kits i think there's a huge market for kits and there's something that i like about it and in, in people being able to learn how to do stuff with their hands on their own uh, and make it almost their own but with my own designs of things um and that's one of the things i'm, I'm hoping to use the, the glowforge for to kind of rapidly cut out small pieces of wood that maybe can become something you know, design somebody puts together maybe with their kids or, or whatever they want their first project. Um, so I'm hoping that I could create a line of products and see how it goes. I've never made a kit before, but I, I don't know why I have this desire to just, I want to be able to design something and have somebody put it together on their own. One from a business perspective, you know, it's way easier. You don't have to do any assembly. You ship something out flat. Uh, it's way it's cheaper, but I think you give people an experience they don't normally get from just buying something. Um, so I'm, uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out as well. And and just from, you know, Pinterest or looking out there, I don't like anything really kits wise that people have out there like, oh, that's cool. You have for your kid like four wheels and like a piece of wood and they put together a car. Oh, that, that's cool. You know, I was thinking, you know, it'd be, it'd be really cool if you cut out a whole bunch of slots, a uh, whole bunch of outlines um, in wood, very thin, of um, like an, a, an aircraft, right? And um, you, you provide a small clamp um, and maybe uh, the pieces to have it stand up. And the kid goes through and actually glues together all the pieces in, in the correct form. 
this aircraft and then you give them sandpaper and they sand it over and everything will be kind of unique but now they just made their own aircraft wooden model um out of a whole bunch of small pieces i was like what that that sounds like something fun and definitely not out there because it it would take more time more pieces of wood and 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 maybe not on the cheaper end because of all the different small pieces of wood you need but i think that's a like a little bit scaled up so so those were that's just one of the i have a whole bunch of them like i said i'm going to try and make money back on this but I think I'd be proud of that, and and you know I'll put like my little brand somewhere or something, and I I think I think that'd be a cool thing. I've always been a big supporter of helping people get into the maker lifestyle, or hands-on stuff early on, because it's something I've always liked when I was younger. But I was definitely way too nervous. Never thought I'd even be able to do stuff to the scale I have up to this point. Used to love woodshop class, but oh, that was, that was just a class and never thought of even of bringing it home. So I, I really would like that part to to bring that educational side to it a little bit with my own designs and, and something unique. We'll see. We'll see what comes from it. But that, that's why I was asking that. I really want to see what people would like that I also like. Um, and that might be the next Maker's Best Friend product line that goes out there we'll we'll see cool we got plenty of these podcasts to come up to to see what comes down the line i guess yeah definitely (laughs) so we'll see and maybe i'll do a spaceship winston in in (laughs) memory of you there (laughs) do a a rocket yeah a rocket model you know and i was thinking that because because i do love working for the navy and all the aircraft we do and 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 the connection there and i i I don't like to lose that you know I, i like that connection in some of my products so well we'll see we'll see what comes from it (laughs) <laughs> yeah once you get the toy then you have time to have fun with it and test yeah. it out yourself so yeah definitely yeah you can even put you know you could put a co2 cartridge with with those kits and make the hole for it and let them blast yeah. so you see there's so many options <laughs> yeah and that's what you could do is you could make something right it could just be um you know you're getting a kit for an aircraft but hey here are some extensions to my yeah. kit you could buy and you could market it yourself to be like hey here is you know the mbf um rocket kit and like it's an add-on of just a co2 cartridge or there's another add-on for stain or paint or you know to like add a detail or something i was thinking about doing some vinyl cutting over here and sending different you know put on your new design i i think that'd be cool as hell i'm not a good designer so i might have to outsource a little bit of that but i think it'd be really cool at the end of the day yeah and I mean, that could even be something that you tell the person who buys it. If you can make the design, you can send it to me and I can Easily. make it for you, right? Yeah. Um, so they're doing the legwork on it. You just have to, you know, press cut or print. Um, but yeah, there's so many like cool things where you could make that product and then there could be extensions from it that you don't have to, you don't have to make that end all be all where it has a CO2 cartridge, the details and everything. Let yeah. people choose what buy, they want. yeah, choose what they want. Um, Because that seems to be a big thing, right? Like nowadays, whether it's on Amazon or all that, it's kind of like buy what you want or need. Yeah, Yeah. Um, 100% on board with that. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how that kind of falls out. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on the hour here. I don't know if you guys have anything else, but if not, it's 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 been awesome catching up with you guys as always. We gotta we'll try to do this again in two weeks and not miss a week because that it's been too long. Yeah, I'll put this in my calendar, but I, I really enjoyed this chat, guys. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's been yeah, fun as all, The pandemic, um, it messed us up last week, but now I think we're yeah. back on track, that, right? That, that's our that's our one blame. We'll, we'll, we'll throw it out to yeah. for that time. Yeah, blame it on that, and now we can move on. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, always good catching up with you. Yep. Take yep. care. Until next time. See you guys.